TJs, we need to talk. And we need to talk about well-being. See, it's not only about mindfulness and a vague feeling of satisfaction with your job. It's something that everyone can get involved with and is an important subject from the top to the bottom of the organisation. I recently talked to Tom Waterfall, who is someone who gets something called the Wellbeing Charter into businesses and gets them to sign up to it. It's like a kite mark of quality that your business understands well-being and puts it front and centre so that you're putting your employees uh, first, essentially. We had a really good chat and he uh, gave me the lowdown on what the Wellbeing Charter is, how... Uh, businesses can adopt it and he gave me a few ways that your company can do better in the well-being stakes enjoy tell us a bit about uh something that you're heavily involved with the well-being charter well uh yes hi john thanks for the introduction and thanks so much for uh, having me on the show simply put the uh the workplace well-being charter is an award um and it helps organizations to improve the, the health and well-being of all their employees um, we work with over a thousand organisations now, from uh, micro businesses with under 10 staff uh, to large national corporations with uh, tens of thousands of, of staff. Um, and the aim is always to seamlessly embed uh, workplace wellbeing into every aspect of, of the business. Um, the chart is divided into eight topics from uh, healthy eating and physical activity to mental health and leadership, for example. Um, and as well as demonstrating the organisation's commitment to improving the lives of everyone who works there and the obvious uh, benefits to all the staff, it also makes great business sense too um, because it helps to boost team morale and productivity. Any improvements in physical and mental health of employees leads to fewer sick days being taken. Um, it can really help with staff retention, so reducing very costly staff turnover, as well as helping with recruitment because having the charter helps attract the, the, the best staff. Um, and receiving the national rewards sends out a really positive message, which can be a great PR for the company. So that's what we're about, really, um, improving the health and well-being of organisations' workforces, as well as making the organisations themselves uh, stronger and uh, more profitable. Obviously, different businesses have different attitudes and, and experiences of what well-being should be about. What's your way in to talking to businesses to adopt the charter? Do you approach HR, for example, or do you go straight to the CEO? Do you find, is there, is there a, a department of the business that's most responsive, or does it just depend who you're talking to? It does, it does really depend on, on who we're talking to. You know, some of the smaller businesses... Um, won't even have an HR department but we actually have a, a lot of businesses um, coming to us coming to us now and I think that's because workplace well-being and in particular mental health at work is quite rightly getting the, the coverage and media attention it, it deserves and so businesses are more aware of the importance of looking after the well-being of their staff and so are employees themselves um, especially when applying for jobs um, they often actively seek out companies that promote health and well-being and have an award in place to, to recognize everything they're doing but i guess aside from uh, businesses coming to us uh, we tend to do quite a lot of uh, networking and meeting up with local businesses um, i don't have a, a, a prescriptive approach on uh, who to speak to within the, the business um, yes it might be the, the hr manager or it can be the, the ceo of the business Often I'll be talking to, to non-managerial uh, employees uh, about the benefits and they'll get really excited and pass my details and, and details of the charter on to their director or, or HR department. So it's often um, their enthusiasm that, that helps businesses uh, adopt the charter as well. 
distributed in, in the organisation, um, the, the huge number of benefits to both the, the staff and the business tends to, to sell itself really. So it's, it's just a case of getting the message out there and, and networking with as many businesses as, as possible. Do you find much resistance to the idea? It strikes me as something that uh, is one of these things that would be quick to be sacrificed in budget cuts, for example, uh, when really, conversely, that might be the most crucial time when you have to think about well-being. Yeah. Uh, well, like I mentioned, the, the charter seems to sell itself, really, because it, it has so many benefits to, to employees and makes total business sense, too. Um, in terms of return on investment, it's one of the best ways a, a business can help uh, grow and become more efficient. But yes, workplace wellbeing is is one thing that can still, unfortunately, get lower down the, the priority list during uh, budget cuts. But I think if, if businesses and organisations knew um, how much it could, in fact, help, then I think it would stay a, a top priority. Uh, so one of the challenges is, is just getting the, the message out there and helping our organisations become aware of the, the benefits of, of workplace wellbeing. I guess another obstacle is the organisations sometimes think uh, they don't have the time to focus on, on workplace wellbeing, um, which is a real shame because a, a little bit of time invested uh, in it now can really help to improve the efficiency and productivity within a business. So it can um, in itself help to alleviate that problem of perhaps being overworked and struggling to find time to, to look after health and wellbeing. But like I said, in the most part, there isn't much resistance to the idea as the, the benefits um, seem to, to sell themselves, really. So while companies are thinking about signing up to the charter or, or, or going through the process to, to, to get that kite mark, I guess, what are three simple things that, that businesses can put in place to improve their workplace well-being? I think one of the most important things they can do is just to try to uh, embed a culture of well-being within their, their organisation. And that's, that's best achieved through just clear communication so that um, any policies that are in place already actually get implemented and all employees are, are aware of them. For example, there, there might be a uh, physical activity statement in an employee's uh, contract or, or handbook, but staff might read that once when they first start and then completely forget about it. Or they might feel like taking half an hour to go for a, a walk or, or run at lunchtime might be frowned upon by their, their managers or, or colleagues. So embedding workplace well-being within a culture of a, a business is one of the most in, important things. Another important aspect is mental health. Um, it's been shown that 93% of people who have taken time off work due to mental health problems are given a different reason when calling in sick, like saying they have a, a migraine or a stomach bug. And that shows there's still a, a real stigma around mental health. And so there's uh, lots of very simple steps a, a company can do to, to reduce that. Uh, for example, simply making information available to, to all employees, whether that's um, leaflets or posters in the canteen, or adding well-being to a, to a meeting agenda so staff don't feel quite so conscious about bringing up the subject if it's already proactively discussed. Uh, and also making sure that employees are aware that, that mental health issues are valid and that uh, people looking to address those issues will be you know, fully supported by, by the company. Lastly, uh, I think for an organisation to understand what the key health and well-being concerns of their employees might be, which again comes down to... Uh, good communication between all levels within the, the company. Uh, so that might include um, sending out an anonymised wellbeing survey or, um, again, making sure that the wellbeing is on the agenda of meetings. 
um, because um, issues that managers weren't aware of might come up, um, like concerns that it's difficult to find healthier food options at work, for example, or staff might be looking for, for further information and support to help quit smoking. So creating clear channels for discussion and good communication is key uh, for the leaders to assess any uh, needs or priorities around uh, health and well-being at work. So I think they're, they're the top three things that, that could be done in the first instance. Great stuff. Well, Tom, thanks ever so much for your time today and um, look forward to seeing the Wellbeing Charter in more businesses around the country. Yeah, me too, hopefully. I think it's, uh, it, it'll be a huge benefit. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me on the show and uh, hopefully catch up soon.